And we're live uh, on Facebook. Hey, Rich, how you doing? I'm doing good, Mike. Um, sorry that we're running so late. Um, had some technical things I got to work out. Um, but we got a great show for you. Got a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, we'll Let's give you some highlights, and then we'll go into the intro. Yeah. Okay, highlights for this week. Uh, basketball's back and hockey are back. Rich, what are your highlights of the week? Um, we we got to give you our polls. So we got the Elite Eight of our polls. As uh, we'll, we'll, So we'll give you a quick recap of who the six division winners were and who Mikey selected as the wild cards to uh, join in. And uh, we'll be looking at the NASCAR corner and talking some baseball as well. Yeah, all that to come. But, folks... It's time to roll that intro! Yeah, they're just staring at us while we do this. Maybe. Hey, there it is. Okay, I, I think we're done. Yeah, it okay. is done, Mike. Yeah. Wow, we're professionals here. Um... <laughs> I got to get a video intro. I'm working on stuff, folks. We're making it better. Uh, this week, you get to see both of us, right? Right? So that's a hey, good they thing. Saw both of us la- they saw both of us last week. Okay, two it's weeks. Just went- two weeks ago. Uh, yeah, two weeks ago, they saw us as well. You just were down a little corner. Now it's flipped. I'm down on the little corner, I think. Eh, we're both about the same, actually. I made it so okay. we're both pretty close to the same. All so. right. So anyway, Mike, let's go ahead and get into the show. Uh, we had our last division poll this week for the yeah. food, uh, which saw Boog's Barbecue go up against the poutine yep. uh, that you can get up at the Rogers Center in Toronto. Okay, and so quick question on this. How okay. hard was this vote for you? Not real hard for me. Really? Um, it, it went back to the messiness factor of me. Oh, like okay. a Like a good pulled pork sandwich. It's hard to keep all that in the bun, and if you're sitting in the, if you're sitting in your seat out in the out in the ballpark, it's hard to keep all that on the plate while balancing it on your lap without okay. getting it on the food. So, but that goes, I, but you still went against your normal rule of uh, fork and knife because you can't eat poutine with just a with with just your hand. No, but you can, but you can avoid it and just eat it with a fork, though. So it doesn't take two hands to eat the poutine to where you don't need a knife and a fork. Okay. In my opinion. So that's why I went with poutine over Boog's Barbecue. And uh, the people went with poutine as well. Uh, as a, it, We got a lot of votes this week, though. We did. Even though putting it up on a Monday instead of our, our, our normal poll date of going in on a Saturday. So it was ten, 11 to 10. So, Mike, that gives us our sixth team. Okay. And they are the division winner. Um, so, Mike, I, I sent you the email. So yep. I'll let you do the reveal of how you ranked our division winners one to six and who you chose as your wild cards to um, make it an even eight. OK, um, so I went. Let me get back to it. I went the Chicago dog as number one. OK, coming out of Wrigley. Good. Number two. Number two. Uh, I picked, did I pick the poutine for number two, right? You said whichever yep. entree one out of the East yep. was going to be number two. So, so poutine, you did poutine. Poutine number right. two. Number three was the Philly cheesesteak. Number okay. four was Torchy's Tacos. Number five 
right? Am I right, Stu? Yep, yep, yeah, you're right. Okay. Number five so, was um, deep dish pizza, and number six, the garlic fries out of San Francisco. I think okay. I, I think I gave those to the people, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so Mike, which two entrees that didn't win their division are you bringing back for a second chance as wild cards? So this might be some bias towards me because I love me some barbecue. And that's fine. I gave you the choice. And the reason that I gave you this choice is because I took it upon myself to find all the foods for each individual team. Yep. And decided how they would be bracketed together. Yep. So this is why I let you put together like a power rankings of all the winners and let you decide the wild card. So which yep. two which two entrees are coming back as wild cards, Mike? Well, as a as one that barely lost and uh, you know, we think that it is one of the it it could have been one of the winners and it could easily beat some of these other ones that won. I'm bringing back Boog's barbecue. Boog's Barbecue, all right. So yep. Boog's Barbecue is going to come in at your number seven slot. Yep. And number eight, okay. the Brisket Achos. Brisket Achos of Kansas City. I agree. Um, yeah, Brisket, I, I mean, Boog's Barbecue got a lot of support on the poll, so I don't I don't disagree with you on that one. And Brisket Achos was one for me I thought should have won their division. I think we got, didn't. I think we got a little uh, Chicago bias with that one. It is what it is. Yep. So it's coming back as a wild card. So the way that we're going to do this bracket, it will be one versus eight, two versus seven, three versus six, and then four versus five. And if there are any up and the automatically, the higher seed will face the lower seed. So in the odd event that we have an upset with our one of our wild card teams upsetting the number one and two, automatically they will have to go up against one of the higher seeded items per Mike's power rankings. Yep. So. Uh, good luck to all the competitors this week. Uh, that means that are we going to go with number one versus number eight? Um, yeah, we'll go one versus eight. So, so Chicago see... Dog versus Brisket Achos. That's right. Wow. So we'll we'll try and get that. I'll try and get that pulled up after we go offline tonight, offline today, and uh, so be watching for that vote. Yeah. And, uh, Vote on it, and we'll talk about the matchup next week. Okay. Um, also, um, yeah, thanks for joining us, folks. Um, and then that means, wow. We're going to stay on the baseball diamond, Mike. Yeah. And talk some MLB. So uh, we had a full week of Cubs baseball. They only the had Cubs look good. So far. So far, so good. Um Craig Crimbrough and the bullpen don't look too good, but we knew going into this season that the bullpen was going to be an adventure. Yeah. I didn't think that Crimbrough would be this bad. I think he allowed two two uh, he allowed two runs last night while uh, pitching to get to get two in a tune-up last night against Pittsburgh, and he just looked terrible in that second game in Cincinnati. Uh, walking four guys and hitting one. Yeah, but the good news is, um, I mean, we're on top. Yep, five and two, first place in the division. 
How about really Tyler early. Chatwood looking good? Giving yeah, giving quality starts. Start Alec Mills and Alec Mills look good. So, uh, but yeah, so we'll see Tyler Chatwood take the hill, take the bump uh, tonight. Yep. In uh, against the pits, against the Pirates in Wrigley. And uh, Mike, what do you think? How, how did you think that uh, Pat and Ron and uh, Zach did broadcasting the road games from the Wrigley Field radio booth, watching it on the monitors? I haven't had time to listen because they're all at night. Bring back my day game. Hmm. I know. I, I thought they've they've done well. I, I'd rather them maybe not make so much, not maybe not make as big of a deal that they're at Wrigley Field, and just kind of call the game as if they're in the Road City. Uh, but that's cool. I, and I was kind of surprised that with, and I'm assuming this is what this is the case, that they're not using the kind of like the marquee sports networks studio setup instead of but. Uh, as it sounds yeah. like they're actually in the physical radio booth in Wrigley Field yeah. instead of maybe in a studio broadcasting the road games. Yeah, I think that's a little odd myself, but, you know, there are worse things in the world, I believe. I mean, they're doing a good job. Uh, what yeah. I've heard, and I've, I've folks have gotten to listen to a, a game or two, but I have not been able to be on every day, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm sorry, I can't. Um, my wife won't let me. I did get to watch some basketball this week, though. Mm. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't think. I mean, I'm. I'm afraid that this is going to become a more normal thing. Of, of the team of the broadcasting teams not traveling with the teams. Yeah. Huh. I hope okay. it's not, but I could see it becoming a thing. Hmm. I. I mean. Let's be honest. Pat is uh, is not the youngest guy on the on the announcing circuit out there, on the radio broadcast circuit. Mm-hmm. And as such, uh, it would not surprise me if he said, "Hey, you know how I take the fifth inning off? I'm not going to travel anymore." And I could see the Cubs still going for it. Mm. So okay. I, it scares me, and I hope that that's not what happens, but I, it would not surprise me. Okay. Well, yeah, so looking good so far. Um, going into next week, they got uh, they, they finish up the weekend playing Pittsburgh and Chicago and then welcome in the Royals for a quick two-game set, and then they go back on the road. for uh, They go out to Missouri where they'll be facing the Royals for two games in Kansas City and then going down – can staying in the state of Missouri and going to St. Louis for three games. Maybe, um, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Um, so we all, we got to talk about it. COVID's hitting baseball. Um, it is. We'll because we're on the Cubs right now. We'll talk about that side of it first. Uh, the Cubs are dealing with are are looking like they may not be able to play games against St. Louis next week uh, because St. Louis is having some. Uh, some COVID-related issues. Um, yeah. As of I, right now, I've heard as many as five, if not more. Um, that's the latest report that I got from Trade Rumors. Okay. Yeah. That, that's so what they, I got uh, this morning from Trade Rumors. There could be more. There could be less. I'm not sure. Yeah. I, I think I've. I think the last number that I heard was two. So they have pushed back um, their home opener with Milwaukee 
another day. So Friday's game was postponed in Milwaukee, and they've already announced that tonight's game has been postponed as well. So um, so with all the kind of the COVID-related scheduling issues, MLB and the Players Association did agree to yet another rule change for baseball. Yep. Which is seven-inning doubleheaders. Boo. I know. I, I don't. I don't like it either, and but I think as long as this rule is only in effect for this year, you I mean, just kind of kind of you see just kind of kind of got a a regular thing. Honestly. No, I, I don't either. As long as it stays as this year, because any baseball, some baseball is better than no baseball. I totally agree. So um, just go with it for this year, and. So just accept the changes and the craziness that that's going on with this season. On the other side of that, folks, we did have we do have to talk about the way that uh, the first COVID outbreak, which happened with the Marlins, half of their team now, more than half yeah. of their team, has already tested positive, um, and more tests to come. Uh, the other half could pro- probably has been exposed enough that they might have it, and we'll see how that goes. Um, but, and this is the biggest part, they played a game on Sunday mm-hmm. after four of their players had tested positive. Yeah, uh, I thought right? it was one that they played on. They, they knew of one positive test. The team still decided to play because patient one in Miami was a pitcher who is not scheduled to play in the game. So I believe the team still decided to play. And I think... I, I don't I don't have the story up, but I think one turned into four, four turned into eight cases, so on and so forth, that now they're up to, between the players and the coaching staff, they're up to 19, Mike. Yeah, that's no buenos. No, but Mike, it kind of does bring up to the point of maybe that the point that you brought up maybe as a joke before the season so started. So do you, if one person on your team get, comes down with COVID, do you sequester everybody into the room and hope that the entire team gets it just to get it out of the way? I do. <laughs> I totally do. Because that's what's happening in Miami. Because, like, legitimately, at this point, Miami doesn't, after everybody gets over it. Now, this is assuming everybody gets over it and everybody's healthy. And, this, Lord, we hope that that's, the, that's what happens. Um, but... If that happens, if that happens the way that we hope that it does, uh, we know most likely they're going to be fairly immune from it, right? Like, it's maybe it's hard to tell. We're still not a hundred percent sure on what's going on with this virus. Uh, it is a strange thing, and so uh, we have to look at it a little bit differently. And we're not we're not sure. So. As things change, as we get different things coming up, it could totally be a, a thing where um, where they get it again. But for the most part, with viruses, once you have it, you, you generally build up a, a pretty decent Im, uh, immunity to it. So these guys should be good. Yeah. So it's not just the Mar- So we've talked about the Cardinals being affected by it. The Marlins obviously have a lot of cases. But the teams that it's also affecting schedule-wise, you have Baltimore that's now down games, the Yankees, the Nationals, and now the Brewers. 
yeah. which are going to have to going to kind of be scrambling to make up these games. So, Mike, do you think that baseball somehow schedules double headers and makes up the games, or do you just see it at this point? You make up as many games as you can, and then maybe have an unbalanced schedule, and you go off of winning percentage, and you maybe make up the games at the end if they affect the playoff standings. MLB announced that they're going to go off play off of percentage, so they're still talking okay. about that it's going to be a percentage thing. Um, I think that's the right move. Um, right now, you don't have time. You don't. Time is so far against you. I would have said the double headers are the seven inning double headers are stupid, but then you have the fact that I mean Miami's missing what ten games because of all yeah. this. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're probably looking at least at the same for uh, St. Louis. St. Louis is up to two games now, but at least there are other opportunities. I mean, I don't think that the I don't I haven't looked at the Marlins schedule, but unless there's opportunities to where Milwaukee, to where Miami is going to the playing as a, as the road team against the team that was supposed to come down to Miami, that's going to be hard. I don't think that you would randomly schedule a team just to go down and play on my play in Miami at the end of the year, unless it had playoff playoff, unless it affected the playoff standing. So I think it's, yeah. it, you are going to, you are going to just have an unbalanced schedule and you hope that that doesn't affect the playoffs too much. No, nope, I totally agree. Um, and I think that that's the problem right now. Um, but, I, but yeah, I just, I'm worried about where we're heading and what that's going to look like. That's right, because the the commissioner has already sent a note to the Players Association warning them that if things do not improve, I'll pull the plug and cancel the season. So I don't know what that means. I don't know if that's, hey, we, we outlined and gave you the, the safety and game day protocols. You need to start following this and take seriously. That means make the no high fives, no spitting, and, and I'm going to totally bring this up, and and we're gonna this is gonna move us transition us uh, out of our the way that we normally have or the way that we yeah. have things laid out. But the biggest thing is we're looking at. So let's take the bubble versus the MLB. The mm-hmm. MLB is basically so the hard part is the first hard part is um, the MLB is very limited on what they can and can't force people to do. Uh, mm-hmm. because the MLB, the Players Association is so strong. So because of that, um, they couldn't do, like, feasibly they couldn't do a bubble situation, right? Um, I think they could have done a bubble situation, but the logistics is very hard. You think, honestly, I'm, I'm just asking, um, mm-hmm. do you think that, oh, you, hang on, I just messed up, sorry. Sorry, folks. I'm working on things and trying to get things to work better and see what I can do. Anyway, um, you think that if the MLB decided, hey, we are going to, um, we're going to keep things, or we're going to move, we're going to change things such that uh, we're going to go to a bubble, you think the Players Association would have agreed to that? Going... Uh, kind of pulling the plug and going to a bubble situation right now saying like, all right, we're going to pause the season for two weeks and we're going to change everything up and go to a bubble. That's not possible. 
Now, if they had said, if they had worked out all the logistics, whether putting everybody in Atlanta, in, uh, in Arizona, utilizing the spring training facilities and the other ballparks that that you can probably find at college campuses okay, and I'm gonna Southern say, California. I'm going to tell you. That was possible. No. I Before no, the season started. No. Before the season started, it was possible. At, uh, Arizona is not a possibility. Yes, we have spring training facilities there. Yes, it could have been great. The problem is, what's the temperature? What's the temperature in, in Flagstaff today? Oh, it's probably hot. I'd have to say it's got to be in the nineties, nineties if not hotter. And that that was one of the concerns: is how are you going to fit oh, a sixty-game schedule Flagstaff into is, I'm sorry, Flagstaff is going to be cool today. It's only going to be eighty-seven, so that's not bad. Know. But. But you're, but there, but it's also nine o'clock there. What I mean, oh, you're probably oh, not going to. Okay, let's go to Mesa where the Cubs play, right? Uh huh. Right now, nine a.m. It's ninety-five degrees. You know what the temperature yeah. is uh, today? If they were playing a four p.m. game, hundred and nine degrees. Okay, so Mike. 111 is their is their expected high today. 112 tomorrow. How are you gonna how are you gonna have MLB players playing out in that, Rich? Okay, so what they were saying is that they would. Now this is way out there. Obviously, with what we know more about the virus now versus when they were originally floating this idea back in February, January, February, was that you would have night games in these outdoor ballparks during maybe the prime viewing hours that a lot of these teams would want to be in. So the sun's going to be down okay. in Arizona. So it's okay. going to cool. I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. And then you have the Diamondbacks domed stadium in, right there in Phoenix to where you could play a double or a triple header in that ballpark. One in the morning, one in the afternoon, one night game. Okay. Three, six teams playing in that ballpark on a given day. Do you know what the However, temp- do you know what the temperature is going to be at nine o'clock tonight? No. This, What's this it going is to be Flagstaff like? time. Nine okay. o'clock. Hundred and four degrees. Yeah. How that was th- just one of the areas. That was just one of the possible bubble bubble ideas. Obviously, it didn't work. It they decided against that, but that was the probably the one that made the most sense because of the amount of spring training facilities that you have there. You could have gone to Arizona State, the University of Arizona, and if you really wanted to, you probably could have included San Diego as a as a place. I... Now, honestly, I think that pro- I think um, the dome stuff might have worked. Uh, going out to 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 San Diego, that probably would have worked. It doesn't rain in San Diego in the summertime. It doesn't rain very rarely, doesn't, and it doesn't get super hot. It's one of those places yeah. that, like. It is like the ideal place to live in the in the world. Like the temperatures always stay around eighty degrees. The te- the humidity is low. It doesn't rain. You can go to the beach. Yeah, but but do you yeah, think they ahead. could have pulled off a bubble situation there? You know what? Knowing what we know now, I don't think we would have had. If in theory it could have worked, but you with the amount of players with the amount of pull that the players association has and the individual players have, it would have, there would have been a lot of moving parts to get approved. 
because with what we know now about COVID, would you want to see how would they be able to disinfect and clean the clubhouse in between games to get three games in at the Dome Stadium? And now we know with what the Blue Jays went through, the players, their individual players did not want to play in a minor league park. Yeah. So how would you have gotten everybody team? How would you get all these teams to say yes to playing at either college stadiums or the team's spring training complex for a full year, for a full, even at a reduced schedule, and or, and or rotating them between Chase Field and San Diego in this hypothetical situation? Yeah, I think either way it's, it's screwed up and it's not going to be a great situation. Um, we will see. How, uh, how things go forward. But again, because they're not in a bubble, the Marlins fa- the Marlins players uh, have admitted, and it's public knowledge now, that they were out partying in, in Atlanta the other day. Yeah, I have heard that. I, I've heard that, well, no, it wasn't because one individual or a group went out partying. They, they got it for the, it was the, it was the flight crew that worked their charter flight and I've hired others. It was because the, some players went out clubbing in Atlanta in between games on a game night, but either way, the teams broke the rules there and, but still the teams followed protocol and voted to still play. And now the commissioner's office responded to that by having compliance officers embedded with every team to make sure that rules are being followed. But, we, even when you're watching the games, you're still seeing players high five out of force of habit. You're still seeing, I mean, players celebrating in the dugout after big plays when they, when scoring a run. And um, so, yeah, what you saw in the exhibition games of pe- people making big, kind of making like a big deal out of not high fiving or coming up with alternate ways to celebrate. Now a lot of teams are going back to regular to the high fives, which they said was not allowed. So I don't know if you'll see the see a lot of those safety rules and protocols more put into place, and uh, and uh, the players taking the, those things more seriously. Uh, but hopefully, it will not result in the season getting canceled because because ultimately some baseball is better than no baseball. So hopefully we don't see a season canceled, and they can figure out a way to make up all these games and hopefully keep it isolated uh, to the teams that are being affected right now. Hey, sorry, I muted myself on the on the stereo and I forgot to unmute myself. Thanks for heads up, Rich. No, I totally agree. I think the guys are um, I, I don't think that they behaved in a manner that was accurate and the way that we want them to and blah, blah, blah. We're going to see that. That's, I mean, you're asking 22-year-old guys to go out and hang out in their hotel room. I, I mean, they're, I mean, it's the same as what we're asking the NBA, but, you know, the NBA, I don't know. I think these guys could have done better. Um, but... Speaking of the NBA and asking people to stay inside the bubble and not do anything dumb, you want some wings, Rich? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some NBA players have gotten busted for going out one. of the bubble to get one. food. Yeah, one. Okay. One. Uh, okay. He, he had a family emergency. Let me. I'm sorry. I gotta. Um...
Uh, yeah, Lou Williams. Uh, Lou Williams. Went to a strip club to get buffalo wings. Now, in defense of him, uh, this particular strip club has a set of wings named after him. (laughs) Now. So he's been there a couple times. Oh, a few times. And... (laughs) I have never heard of it, heard of this place. I don't frequent strip clubs. I don't understand the point of strip clubs. Uh, let me explain why. Because I'll, I'll give you a quick re- I'll give you the, the 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 real quick synopsis. Basically, you go to a place, you get horny, you generally go with a bunch of your friends, uh, and then after you get done doing that, you go home and uh, and you have to take care of it yourself for lack of a better term. Now, if you're one of these guys, they probably, you know, take some of the strippers home and whatever. But either way, uh, from what I hear, the strip club is notorious for having really good food. Especially buffalo wings. So, um, does that excuse this? No. He was out on a family... Uh, he was out visiting family for a funeral, from what I understand, and was allowed out of the bubble. He had an excused absence. But does that clear you from responsibility on this? Ah, it, it's a tough one. If he chose to, I mean, if he had, if that, if that was his reason for being, he was still going to be. I mean, whether he went to the club to get dinner, go go for a dinner on a show, and um, dinner on a they, show, or whether he didn't go, he still would have been subject to the whole quarantine rule and getting retested and having to wait until he rejoined his team regardless. So that's the other side. Like, the process that he has to go through is the exact same. I, yeah, whether he I mean, went or not. If, if it were me, now, granted, I probably, I'm not going to go to a strip club in general, not a big fan. Don't think they're that great. Don't understand them. Don't like them. Plus, I love my wife enough that I'm not going to disrespect her by doing that. But we'll skip all that stuff. We're going to skip all that stuff. Um, if, if I was in a bubble here in Esterville and I was given permission to go to the, to the Quad Cities to go to a family funeral and then I had to quarantine back here... Well, if I got to quarantine the same, why not? I mean, why not go to to uh, me and Billy's for dinner for lunch one day? Like, if it wasn't a strip club, would we be making as big of a deal out of this? I don't think we would. I mean, it's, I don't think it was it's still a story, anyway, that, and it is. And it's still something we're going to talk about a little bit, but that's about all we... Like, for me, I don't think it's that big of a story. Fine, he went to a strip club. Whatever. That's what these guys do a lot of times. You got to blow those that money somehow. Just don't get child support payments afterwards. Yeah. Um. So, the bubble. What do you think so far? You know, it, it seems to be working for... Yeah. For the NBA, there there's been talks that there haven't been too many uh, COVID tests. Now now the big thing is players remembering to go to their COVID tests. Yeah. Um, 
I, I think you've had a uh, Kristaps Porzingis forgetting Porzingis. to go to Porzingis, Porg, uh, forgetting to go to his scheduled test, yep. and them being sequestered for ten days in his hotel room. But I think it was one of the I think it was the ESPN show that's on before Spain and Company made note of it as now the now the NBA has turned into your parents by saying go to your room if you miss a test or they're disciplining you. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So that's that's their only course. It's either go to your room or you can leave. Yeah, you can leave and not come back. <laughs> the other side of that though is is that there's so much more going on. Like it's such a such a big thing going on. I'm glad they're doing what they're doing. I think they're doing the right thing and they're doing it well. Um, yeah. Did I mean, you, they're, did you they're... watch? Were you able to watch any of the games? Um, when we went out for uh, dinner last night at uh, Fuji, mm -hmm. they had the Celtics. Uh, who was it? Celtics Bucks game on. So I got to see a little bit of that. I like their on court setup as far as having like a That's like nice. a digital a digital fan board. Yeah. So you could, in theory, see fans maybe watching the game live or taped audio of fans reacting positively yeah. or negative, whether whether it's live, live or not, is beyond me. But it looked, at least there's some sense of normalcy. And I have heard that at least the NBA is giving teams things to do in the bubble. They can go out and golf. They can, um, they can organize activities like bags tournaments, go out fishing, yeah. and... Uh, or just stay in their room as a lot of players have really outfitted their hotel room uh, pretty well with some really neat stuff, whether it's uh, podcasting material so they can continue to do their podcasting well, or Gobert video game on, setups. Rudy Gobert was on Dan Patrick and he talked about he has his gaming computer there. Yeah. Um, so, you know, good for him. Like, honestly, if, if you could, why not? Yeah. So I got no problems with that. I'm okay with that. Um, but again, we gotta, you gotta think what's going on, where we, where we looking on this stuff and, um, how, yeah. how's everything so, going to work? Yeah. But so far, so good on the NBA side. Yeah. So you, you took us to the NBA, Mike. Um, so the team, they've, they've decided to go, they've decided to fully embrace the whole social justice and giving their giving their players full support to voice their opinions on social justice matters having the having social justice catchphrases on their jerseys in place of their names having black lives matter on the court on the court and a lot of people are choosing to have demonstrations during the national anthem which it's yeah they're kneeling they're kneeling for kneeling. the national anthem, right? Whether you call it de demonstration, or whatnot, I don't. Whatever. Um, so yeah, but there, that there does was... bring up a great point of uh, it, what uh, um, Magic's Magic player Jonathan Isaac chose yeah. to do and why he chose to do it. Yep. So he was one of the few players to not kneel and also not wear a Black Lives Matter t-shirt during warm-ups and pre-game warm-ups in the National Anthem. And Mike, you have more screens available than I do. Uh, so could I have you share maybe the, the statement that he made 
Um, on why he made that decision, or you need me to pull it up on my phone. Nope, instead. I got it right here. I got it right okay. here. I actually was bringing it up while you were talking about it. Um, okay. So after after the victory, uh, Isaac, who is I'm reading directly from the ESPN yeah, story. Exactly. Um, these Isaac, are these are his words, not us reading into it, reading into it any more than it is. Yep. Making it more than it is. So this is what he was asked if he believed that Black Lives Matter. Isaac, who is black, by the way. So mm-hmm. let's not, you know, whatever. If you want to read into that a little bit more. Um, Thoughts? You got to give the guy props for standing up and saying what he believes in. Yeah. And also, I love that the that the media yeah. chose to air his entire quotes instead yep. of just abbreviating it as religious reasons. Yeah. No, I'm a hundred percent behind that. I totally support it. Um, uh. Sorry, I'm gotta look something up. Well, yeah, I mean, it, I mean, I'm sure it took a lot for him to. Yeah, I mean, when I first saw this story of Jonathan Isaac, one of the few players not to kneel, I was like, "Why is this a story?" Well, why are we continuing to making it a story that so many players knelt and so many players didn't kneel? 
but and, then I read more into it, and that's when I got behind it and said, you know what, yeah, that is a story, and that's cool that they chose to give his full opinion, and that he came out and supported it with very with some great points on why he chose not to do what the rest of his team and pretty much the entire league is doing. Um, I, that brings me back to the point that I wanted to make last week. Um, Sam Conrad, Conrad or Coonrad, mm-hmm. Coonrad of the Giants, uh, a, the Giants pitcher, uh, last week was one of the only players to stand, or was the only player in in the game that they were playing uh, that stood during the national anthem. And his quote is, "I don't think I'm better than anyone. I just, I'm just a Christian. I believe I can't kneel before anything but God, Jesus Christ." I chose not to kneel. I feel if I did kneel, I'd be a hypocrite. And I don't want to be a hypocrite. Bam. Yeah. Like, that's that's it. Like, mm-hmm. both of these guys, and, and the media. Like, normally we see the media try to wrap it around a narrative and, and this, that, and the other. And neither one of these stories has been... Um, has been censored as much as I as as I think a lot of people would have expected it to be, uh, and we see that it it actually looks great and and it worked well. Yeah. Yes, it did. So, um, that's what I what we've seen. Um, so, Rich, NBA. So we got to get back to yeah. Who do you getting think, back to the games? The getting games. back to the yeah. NBA. Yeah. The, Folks, we are Christians. We do believe that that both these men are standing up for what is right and what is true and what is holy and to think of such things. But we're also here to talk sports. And as such, uh, we do have to talk about who's going to the NBA Finals and who Hmm. are they playing in the Conference Finals. So, Rich, uh, I will let you pick or I will let you give your Eastern Conference Final Eastern Conference Finals. Who do you got? Um, I like Giannis and the Bucks going up against uh, the Raptors. Okay, I I'm, t- I'm going to say the Bucks win. Bucks win. Uh, I agree with all of those statements. So 100% agree with both of those statements. And who do you got coming out of the West? For the West, the West is really complicated. I'd love to see an upset, but it, you know, as long as LeBron James doesn't make it. As long as Team LeBron doesn't make it, I'm happy. So I went with Kawhi Leonard's Clippers over the Lakers. Although as uh, there's a part of me that thinks that the NBA has already determined who the teams are going to be in the NBA Finals, and I can see the whole let's win one for Kobe narrative come out of nowhere, come out, and the Lakers win the championship anyway. But my personal pick, Clippers over the Lakers. Okay. Um, I dis... I have the Lakers in the final in the conference finals. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the Rockets are going to be the the team that surprises people. I think they've been just playing. They've been doing the the uh, the Warriors mentality. By the way, um, how about the Warriors at fifteen and fifty to end the season? A, a two thirty one average winning percentage. Wow, how terrible. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I, I like the Rockets. I think they're going all in on small ball. 
Yeah. Small ball. So I think it's going to be the Rockets versus the Lakers, and I think okay. the Rockets come out of that. Um, I, so, Mike, uh, who is your NBA Finals champion? Um, I'm pretty sure I said it at the beginning of the year, and I'll continue to say you it. did? Uh, the Rockets. Okay. I, I'm pretty sure that's what I said at the beginning of the year, and I stand by that. You did. I think the Rockets are still the team to beat. Um, I know that right now they're playing – and it doesn't look, and they're just doing their thing. Um, but they really are a team to look out for, and I think they're going to be the team to beat. Um, and yeah, that'll be fun to watch. Who yeah. you got? So, um, I went with uh, the Bucks over the Clippers, which is different than uh, my preseason pick, which I said would be the Clippers over the 76ers. So I totally changed course on the NBA Finals. Um, the Bucks just look like a deep team. So so the one thing to come out of the NBA is kind of play in tournament. Do you think any teams that are currently below the playoff line, those eight, nine, or ten teams, do you think any of the teams that aren't in the top eight when the whole restart started, can any of those teams make the playoffs? Um, oh, excuse me. I apologize for that, folks. Um, honestly, I don't think so. Um, as much as the NBA wants it to happen, um, they the NBA. Let's let's be honest. The NBA is looking for uh, the Pelicans to make the playoffs and yep. for Zion to go against uh, LeBron in the first round of the of the actual playoffs. Uh, it's not going to happen, folks. Zion is amazing. I, Zion has size and ability and skills that we haven't seen. Like he's bigger than LeBron. He has skills different than LeBron, but completely – I think he can go against LeBron in a way that's going to be amazing. That team is still young. They got some develop- – they, they still have developing to do. Um, I don't think they're going to make it in like the NBA is trying to set it up for. And so, no, I don't think anybody's going to come out and uh, make it happen. Yeah, uh, I think they can. I, I, I think you could see both the Pelicans and the Blazers. See, I watched their the game the other day. The I watched the game, and the Pelicans looked – I mean, the Pelicans – who were they playing again? Um, I don't know. I don't remember. I didn't care all that much. Benny, you, it's basketball. You but, said no. I think they will. Okay. Let's we'll just see leave what happens. So, Mike, let's go over to the other bubble, or as the NHL likes, likes to call it, the secure zone. And uh, who do we like over in the NHL? Their bubble is uh, up in Toronto and Edmonton, so automatically the Stanley Cup will be played in Toronto, which will be played in Canada for, well, the first time in a long time. So Canada has that going for them. So, uh, so Mike, the first question I have with the NHL is, do you think the Blackhawks can make it out of the first round? They were the lucky team to get the number 12 seed in the play-in tournament and will face Edmonton. As a fan, I hope they can. As okay. a realist and as an analyst, I don't think they're going to do it. I, I agree. They, I think they, it's either, I think Taves has already been said he's not going to be able to go. Yeah. Seabrick is out. Corey Crawford might be out. So I don't think they're going to make it out of that first round. So Mike, Let's go over to our conference finals picks. Mike, who's your pick to be 
the conference, who is your conference finals matchup for the Edmonton Secure Zone, which is the Western Conference. Okay. Uh, out of the Western Conference, um, I think I'm going to have the Golden Knights versus okay. St. Louis Blues with the Golden Knights coming out on top. All right. You know, I, I went with the uh, the current number two seed, the Colorado Avalanche, beating the home team, Edmonton Oilers. Okay. Um, and then out of the Eastern Conference, Rich, what are you looking at? You know, I, I'm going to go with the uh, the Philadelphia Flyers beating the Tampa Bay Lightning. Okay. Um, I I kind of like both of those picks as, as Dark Horse picks in that. Uh, I'm going to say uh, the Capitals are going to lose to the Bruins. Okay. To give you the Bruins versus the Golden Knights. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, for the first time in history, Las Vegas is going to have a championship. Let's go Golden Knights. Okay, so you're going with the Knights. You know, I went with the Western Conference as well. But I went with the Colorado Avalanche. Yeah, I mean that's a good pick. I just think They're the, the Knights, current number two seed, current the, number two seed in the West. Yeah, I the, I think the biggest problem for the Knights right now, it number two. I have them as number three. Um, I don't know. Doesn't matter. Anywho, two or three seed. So either way, they're pretty high up in the West. Oh no, so. you're right. They are the number two seed. They are the number two seed because they get. I forget that hockey does their point system, not. Mm-hmm. It's points, not records. Points, not record. Yes, you are correct. Sorry. Um, so yeah, they are the number two seed because of points. Um, I honestly, I think the Golden Knights, the Golden Knights are losing a lot by not having that home field advantage, which I think they actually that it is actually a thing for them um, to lose. So. Oh yeah. I think that's going to be I the totally hardest agree. part about it, but we'll see. Um, but exciting right. to see hockey come out again all right so mike we'll go ahead and uh we're getting toward the end of how about the amount of time that we like to spend on our show mike so let's wrap up the show by taking some left turns Mike. are we heading into the nascar corner i think we are why don't you send the cars around one more time all right so okay uh, as we said last week there was no race on Saturday or Sunday, so we have no race to give you uh, to kind of talk about and recap. But we do have fantasy NASCAR to talk about, as we haven't taken a look at our point standings in a while. That is correct. And, Rich, you are freaking zing out a little bit. I hope I didn't lose you. Um, I'm going to go to my camera, folks. I think I lost Rich. Yeah, uh, you got me on the phone. You got me on the phone um, instead, so I do apologize about this speakerphone uh, settings here. 
So, um, because of we we can bring you in. Okay, you're good. Okay. Uh, so fantasy NASCAR standings here. We have uh, two teams that have kind of uh, fallen off and uh, kind of stopped playing. So hopefully we can get them back involved. Lacey and Jordan's team uh, coming up at fifth and sixth in the sixth and fifth spots. Uh, so hopefully they can continue and get back in the action here. Um, Mike, you're in fourth place. Yeah, I know. I'm not doing great. Um Sitting there in fourth, 200-plus points behind. Not looking good, but uh, we'll see if I can pull that off soon. A um, couple of good wins. Rich, you have a nice, solid lead by uh, 100 and, it's almost 200 points. Yes, I do. It's not, It's coming down to every week. I, I want to score more points than the Funk House. Not necessarily win every week and get the most points week to week, but at least get more points than the Funk House to yeah. stay in first place. Yep. Um, so I do. Let's get back to – so there's that. Um, and then – Solomon's bringing up third, and I mean Solomon is respectively only a few, only about a hundred points behind uh, Funk House. So honestly, it's still anybody's game. We'll see how the regular season ends, and we'll see how it all goes. Um, so there's that. What do we have next? Da, da, da. Okay, uh, this week we will be going to. Uh, let's get. For the Foxwoods Casino and Resort 301. So, Mike, as our uh, as the race winner, the last time we had a race, uh, it's my pick. I get to pick the first driver, and uh, I'm going to go with the guy that's disappointed me every time I've picked him, but he's had good track history here in New Hampshire. I'm going to go with Kyle Busch. That's not a terrible pick. Um... However, I am going to pick a guy, uh, his teammate, and as picking his teammate, I'm going to pick Denny Hamlin. All right, we'll get it in the book here and on the comment, and as a uh, kind of like in the highlights of this show with our predictions here in the comment section after the show ends, Mike. Mike, any final thoughts here before we wrap up this show? Yeah, I'm going to take a couple seconds, Rich, and, and
Okay. Sorry, folks. I just went on a whole spiel, and you saw my mouth moving, and I didn't say anything to you. Um, I apologize. Um, but either way, uh, Joe, Joe's uh, life day was earlier this week. We thank him for his service, and we thank you for uh, everything he's done. Rich, we also want to. I want to say, uh, people, if you don't know, Rich himself, he's a he's a veteran. Uh, he saw some time and and some crazy stuff go on in Iraq. Um, we want to thank you and him and Joe for your service. But uh, with Joe's life day just being the other day, we're going to take a second to thank him for that. Um, and life day is when it, it's what a lot of people call it when you get shot or injured overseas, and you um, it's the day that you got shot or injured, but because you didn't die, you se- we celebrate your life. Last week. Uh, Rich came out and joined us for cigars and hanging out uh, out at their patio, and it was great. And thanks for uh, thanks for coming, Rich. We appreciate it. Yeah, it was great. I hope to uh, make it out to a couple more here uh, in the coming years. Thanks for including me this year. 